Today on Awaken to Grace, we're in Revelation 13, and this is part two of our study on the Antichrist and his mark called the Mark of the Beast. Well, we're answering many questions today, and I hope that you were able to listen to part one. And today is our continuation of this sermon as we are walking our way through the book of Revelation, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. I hope you enjoyed today the rise of the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast. cannot confuse categories of people. You have multiple categories of people. You have the 24 elders, which I believe is the church of Jesus Christ. You have Israel, the nation Israel itself. You have angels. You have the four living creatures. You have what the Bible calls those who dwell upon the earth or earth dwellers. Do you know why that's a separate category? Because, friends, we are not earth dwellers. We are pilgrims. We're only passing through here. Amen? This is not our final home. We're not earth dwellers. And then you have this other category called tribulation saints. Who are they? Well, if you remember chapter 6, these are they. Remember John didn't recognize them? Why did John recognize the 24 elders, who is the church, us, But he didn't recognize tribulation saints because there are two different categories of people. And he 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 had to ask an elder, who are these? And the elder said, these are they who have come out of great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. But, oh, friends, the price that they will pay to follow Jesus. Let me tell you, you're here today and you're not born again. Do not be foolish. Do not think, oh, well, if there is something to all of this, if, if a rapture ever does take place, oh, well, well, then I'll get serious then. Oh, what a foolish thing to say. Because you know what's going to be given to the beast? Authority to make war on those who love Jesus. Read at Daniel chapter 7. Of all the empires that Daniel sees, the three primary empires... This fourth one that he sees was unlike any other, is exceedingly greater than all the others. And Daniel marveled at it. And you know what Daniel said? Authority was given to him. And like teeth of iron, he killed the saints. He stamped out who was left. Friends, it's going to be an unbelievably sad and hard time for those who follow Jesus after the rapture of the church. So read that again, Caleb. He was given authority to make war. Read read that again, please. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. Mm. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. Mm. Next, please. Verse 8. And all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. Now listen, my friend. The most important thing about you today, the most important thing about me, 
It's not your assets. It's not your net worth. It's not your savings or your IRA or your nest egg. The most important thing about you is, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? You say, Chad, how do I know that? You know what John tells us in 1 John when he writes the letter of 1 John? These things are written that you may know that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Friends, you can know it today. How do you know it? When you have repented of your sin, when you turn from sin and you turn to Jesus Christ, that's how you know your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. It's the most important thing today. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know that your name has been written there? Continue. Verse 9 and 10. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword must he be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Friends, they tell me that our auditorium is at capacity this morning. Anybody sitting in, in extra chairs today? No, I can't see you, so I don't know. They told me they brought out extra chairs. Maybe they lied to me. Maybe they just wanted me to feel good. Are we at capacity? Okay, all right. Well, maybe they didn't lie. Good. Friends, look around the auditorium today. You think it's full today? You think it's full? You let the rapture of the church happen. You let the rapture take place. This place will be standing room only. But where will you be? Will you be left here? Or will you go in the rapture of the church? Amen. Caleb, would you be a key holder to stay here? Would you be willing to? I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> Somebody's got to open the doors. How many of you vote Caleb? Say aye. aye. All right. As, Motion as passed. As, as long as I'm not still working at Pals, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. Next, please. <laughs> Verse 11. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. Now, isn't this interesting? Let's pause right here. This, okay, two beasts in this chapter. Remember Therion. Two beasts. One rises out of the sea. The, ri- the other rises out of the earth. Who is this? The Antichrist rises out of the sea. Will the Antichrist be a Jew? Will the Antichrist be a Gentile? Will the Antichrist be a Muslim? Scholars speculate that because he'll come out of the sea, that speaks of Gentile in nature. Could be. It's an assumption. But who's the second beast that rises out of the earth? The second beast is what's called the false prophet. That's what he's called in other scriptures. Now, Again, what's our first principle today? Everything that God does, Satan counterfeits, right? 
Who is God? Elohim is how the Bible describes him in Genesis chapter 1. God says, when it says, in the beginning, God, the Hebrew there, is Elohim, meaning plurality. When God says, let us make man in our own image, who is God speaking to? Not the angels, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our own image, Elohim, plurality. And just as you have God the Father who planned our salvation, just as you have God the Son who purchased our salvation on the cross of Calvary, just as you have God the Holy Spirit that indwells and personalizes our salvation, so you have this unholy, satanic trinity. You have Satan who's trying to mimic God the Father And then you have the Antichrist, the Pseudo-Christ, the beast, the Therion, who is trying to mimic the Son, Jesus Christ. Who does the dragon give all his authority and power to? The beast. Who did God give his power and authority to? Christ, Jesus, his Son. Who was killed and rose again from the dead? Christ, who's mortally wounded and rises the Antichrist, Antichristos, the beast, Therion. And what is the role and what is the work of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit points men and women and students and boys and girls. The Holy Spirit points people to Jesus. The Holy Spirit puts our eyes on Jesus. The Holy Spirit teaches us how to worship, how to pray, how to intercede. How to live godly lives. How to make Jesus the center of our life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Caleb, read for us what the third part of this unholy trinity, this false prophet. Oh, let me say this before you read, Caleb. He had two horns. What does that mean? In the Old Testament, horns were an idiom for great power. Why does he only have two horns? What this speaks of is his control of religious, of uh, religion on the earth. And number two, of the economy of the earth. The economy. He is going to mandate, isn't that a sensitive word right now? (laughs) He is going to mandate... Worship to the beast. How is he going to do it? All power, all authority was granted to them over every tribe, language, people, nation. Two horns. It speaks of his... Now, now the, the Antichrist is going to have all the political power. The false prophet is going to have all of the religious power and all of the economic power. In the coming weeks, we're going to get into Babylon. We'll call it the mystery of Babylon. What is Babylon? Is it a physical, literal city? Or is it spiritual? The answer may surprise you. 
and we'll get there in a couple of weeks. Caleb, continue. Verse 12. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence mm. and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. Ah, See, remember, don't, don't miss it. The counterfeiting, what does the Holy Spirit do? Points people to Jesus. Adrian Rogers said it so well. If the Holy Spirit led a parade, he would point all eyes to Jesus. What's his false prophet going to do? He's going to cause everyone on the earth to worship the beast. What do we say? Satan is a pure counterfeit. Do you know what Satan wants that Christ has? Worship. Worship. And here, he's going to have it. Continue. Verse 13. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. What do we say? Counterfeit? Didn't God do this with Elijah on Mount Carmel in the Old Testament? Continue, please. Verse 14. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Now, watch this. What's going to be the role of the false prophet? To deceive the earth. Friends, do you think the earth is ripe for deception? You better know it is. Without stepping my toes into politics, because I have no desire to do that, you realize the same people who's telling us to follow the science are the same people who say men can have babies? They're the same ones who say that men can now compete in women's athletics? And yet they say, follow the science? That's the height of hypocrisy. But why is culture buying into it? Because let me tell you the gospel news today, my friend. 2 Thessalonians 2 says that when the restrainer is removed and that man of lawlessness, you and I seeing lawlessness in the earth today? You better know we are. And is it going to increase? According to the scriptures, it will. And what the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 2, I've referenced it many times today, when the restrainer is removed, the Holy Spirit and we who are indwelt, When the restrainer is removed, that man of lawlessness will be revealed. And it says, God will send a wave of delusion upon the earth that they'll follow him. Friends, I believe what we're seeing right now in our day, I believe it's the first outer band of that wave of delusion. The earth is ripe for deception. And what's going to be the chief role of this second beast, this false prophet? He's going to deceive the earth. Continue, please. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Now, now, now think about this. It says he was, he was given power to give Read, read that again. Let me get this right, Caleb. Read that again. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, mm. 
so that the image of the beast might even speak. Okay. Now, isn't this interesting? If you and I lived hundreds of years ago, how could we explain this? Oh, it's demonic. Make no mistake. It's demonic. But how much easier is it, is it for us to understand something like this given artificial intelligence? Right? Look up A-G-I. If you think artificial intelligence is something, look at the race between China and the United States right now for who is going to control A-G-I, which is a super artificial intelligence. And how will they know who's worshiping and who's not? How will they know if people refuse to worship? Oh, he's going to tell us. Continue on, Caleb. Verse 16. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. Verse 17. So that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Verse 18. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Now, what did we say the false prophet? Why two horns? An idiom of power. Why two horns? Because he'll control religion, worship, and he'll control the economy. Why is Babylon so important? Because Babylon is going to be the center of world commerce. It's going to be the center of world government, and it's going to be the center of world commerce. And how will they control this? No one will buy nor sell except they have the mark. Now, let me answer an important question. Christians will often ask, can they receive the mark of the beast by accident? Can they receive the mark of the beast by mistake? Caleb, take us to Zechariah chapter 11, verse 17. I'm going to close today with this scripture. Can a Christian receive this mark? Now, what is this? Karagma, I believe, is the Greek word for this. Karagma literally means a brand or a seal. What have we said through the whole chapter? Whatever God does, Satan counterfeits. Do you remember what God did with the 144,000? He sealed them on their foreheads, right? That's chapter 7. Read it for yourself. God seals the 144,000 on their forehead. What is Satan going to do with 42 months left in human history? As he knows his time is short, what is he going to do? He's going to create a mark. This is a brand. This is a loyalty. This is a pledge allegiance, if you will. For this reason, I don't believe that someone will receive the mark of the beast unknowingly. I don't think they will receive the mark uh, <coughs> by accident. No, this is going to be a willful choosing to follow this therion, this beast. Now, scholars believe that Zechariah 11.17 is a reference to the Antichrist. 
There are multiple references to him in the Old Testament. As a matter of fact, the most mentioned figure in the Bible is Jesus Christ. You know who the second most mentioned is? Antichrist. You know the number one mentioned city in the Bible? Jerusalem. You know the number two? Babylon. And see where the story is taking us. It's going to take us the story of two men and two cities. It's going to be fascinating. And wait till we come to when the angel proclaims, fallen, fallen is Babylon. And you know what we're going to do from the balconies of heaven? We're going to thunder out a hallelujah. Amen. Boy, that's going to be fun. I can't wait to get there. I can't go there today. I'm out of time. <laughs> Zechariah eleven seventeen. Boy, hadn't the Lord helped me today? My goodness. I felt so bad in the 9 a.m. I could go another 20 minutes, but I won't. I won't. So scholars believe this is a reference to the Antichrist. If it is, this is highly interesting. Caleb, read verse 17 for me. Zechariah eleven seventeen says, Woe to my worthless shepherd who deserts the flock. May the sword strike his arm and his right eye. Let his arm be wholly withered, his right eye utterly blinded. Now, worthless shepherd here. Another, some translations say idol, as in an idol to be worshipped. Again, that links Daniel 9, 27, because in the midway point, he'll be worshipped as an idol. This is what the false prophet sets up that you just read, Caleb, in chapter 13, that Breath will be given to it and it will speak. This is the idol worship. Woe to that worthless shepherd. Woe to that idol shepherd who deserts the flock. If indeed this is the Antichrist, as scholars believe it is, this is the only physical description in the Bible about the Antichrist. But what does it tell us? He'll be blinded in his right eye. What does Revelation 13 tell us? A mortal head wound. And his arm will wither. The right arm will wither and be drawn up. In other words, his arm will be incapacitated and his right eye will be incapacitated. If the mark, the krogma, if this brand, if this seal is an allegiance to the beast, Could that explain why the Bible says the right hand or the forehead? Hmm. I tend to think that that's the case. Why 666? This is where I'll, I'll finish today. Why 666? Now, you shouldn't freak out if something lands on 666. If you have a credit card ending in... The last three digits are 666. You shouldn't shred it up. 666 is not your number. It's his number. It's the number of man. What do we say God's favorite number is? Seven. What's the number of man? Six. Why 666? Because you know what this is? This is the height of human 
ingenuity. This is the height. This is what began at the Tower of Babel under Nimrod. That now, thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, man. But see, there's a group that the Lord sets his love on. <laughs> there's a group whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundations of the world were 